0: Hi, welcome to That
1: Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. Let's make this a quick episode. I agree, Doc. I agree. We are doing our second myth film and we don't want to, you know, do hour and a half long MIF episodes. So, no, nope. let's make it short, short quality, sharp, snappy, snappy, quality. And I- I think
0: I introduced this in our last episode from memory. It was so long ago. Yes. But <laughs> yes, but I mentioned that we were talking today about The Stranger by Thomas M. Wright. And I think I was whinging
1: about the fact that The Stranger is such a nondescript kind of title. Well used. It's been and oft rolled used. out many times. Yeah. Yes. And yes, well and oft, uh, <laughs> starring Joel Edgerton. And Sean Harris, two striking looking fellas. Aren't they just? Big time. Yeah. Sean Harris in particular, what a face. <laughs> Sean Harris had me at
0: hello. He did. But do yeah. you know who else did? Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton did. Yeah, totally. So we jump straight into to them as a duo. Forget the film. Mm. They
1: yeah. were both wonderful in this. I agree. And they both have faces that you can just look at. Mm. for a long time, and they don't have to even be doing much. They could just be looking out at a field. Mm. <laughs> and you can imagine a world of thoughts happening behind that look because of their faces. <laughs> yep, that's so true. And their beards and their hair and everything. Like It's a bit like looking at you, Doc. Yeah, I was hoping we were, looking, we were going there. <laughs> it's were... just there's it a sea it, I of thoughts happening behind that beard. I would have felt a bit sort of, you know, spurned if you hadn't... <laughs> yeah. Have, have gone to there oh man if if you had been in this film as well oh wow. next level first of all should we say hi to the maestro hi maestro hi everyone <laughs> how you doing today
0: good good still spring still a bit of a fever okay. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> that's rough i I think why don't we stick with the maestro mm. and get straight into a synopsis I love it we, we tried something really dangerous last week because we've, we've gone for how many 60-odd episodes right. really fluffing the synopsis. Correct. We handed over to the maestro one week, and I think he's the man for our synopses from now on.
1: We thought, you know what? We've done enough damage to synopses. <laughs> Let's hand the baton. We, we, we started, if you recall, we started trying to make up our own. Yep. Failed. Yep. And then we moved to just trying to read them out. <laughs> Failed. very ordinary <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so right. i give up yep. and that was really a masked attempt that was us trying to you know make a little fun of somebody else's efforts to write a synopsis yeah. because we were had realized how bad we were at it ourselves yeah. no. but anyway so we can still
0: make fun of the synopsis oh
1: totally yeah yeah yeah. We just don't have to say it ourselves maestro can you read to us the synopsis with character <laughs> okay. Of the stranger. Okay.
0: That's that's the Thomas M. Wright stranger. Correct. Not yes. one of the many others. <laughs> Thank you to IMD. So, <laughs> two men who meet on an airplane and strike up a conversation that turns into friendship. For Henry Teague, worn down by a lifetime of physical labor and crime, this is a dream come true. Oh.
1: And that's it? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Henry Teague, was it? Or Harry Teague? Basically- Henry. Henry. Henry Sean Harris's character mm. meets a dude on a plane. Yep. Hits it off and yep. ends up getting involved in a little crime mm. ring. Yep. Of guys making money, good money, doing moving things from one place to the next. Yep. Um, and one of those people- is Joel Edgerton's character And uh, what we discover Is that old mm. Henry Hang on No, go on
0: No, no, you're right I think I just want to experience this a bit more slowly Even though we said Oh,
1: great, yes, please
0: Even though we said yeah. This is going to be a quick episode Yeah, okay no. I just want to no. Pause good, good, good call On this part of the film Yep yeah. before Look we discover
1: other things Yeah, but, yeah, let's yeah, discover let's just, it as we go Let's talk about the friendship first Well, let's and...
0: talk about the fact that This uh, Henry Teague character
1: Mm-hmm We're seeing the, we're we're him. We are him. At the start. Yeah, we are. We are. We're him if we were very worn out looking old, old oldish guy with a beard in in a tracksuit.
0: Uh, Yes, that's, that's exactly, well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm him.
0: (laughs) By we, you mean. By I mean me. Uh, (laughs) I related completely to him and he's, there's this other character that comes on board and You know, you're you're dubious about his motives, Mm. but you're thinking this, I'm thinking this worn out guy
1: is kind of a good bloke. Yes. Can we talk about the first shot of- Wow, you're really slowing it down. I'm just wanted just for a second because it was so damn striking. Mm. So the first moment that we see this guy, Sean Mm. Harris's character, Henry, he's doing some weird jogging in the aisle of the bus and he's got a pool of light coming down on us on him. I don't remember this first shot.
0: You're It was, killing really,
1: me. It was a really odd thing, yeah, but it's yeah. a striking intro to a character.
0: Yeah. I wish I remembered like that. that, but look, the point I wanted to make in just slowing it down was that I feel we're, we're in his body. We mm. are experiencing the world from his perspective. Yeah. Um, we're seeing other potential dangers outside of him. We're nervous as we're meeting new people. What are their motives? So the, the setup is interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's almost like, you know, old, <laughs> I'm saying old, but he's not really that old, but like, you know. He looks old. Yeah, he does. He looks, he looks worn out. I think mm. that's, that, that's the main thing. But middle-aged white dudes who don't have family or any connections and just find each other and, mm. that's, and all they have is each other Yeah, is interesting. And that's sort of, you know, at the heart of what this story is about.
0: Well, then he meets Joel Edgerton, yeah? Yeah. Joel Edgerton is given some gravitas already because he's the, the other guy, sets him up to see, see him. So it's there's there's all these levels of, mm. you know, mafiosa. Mm. How do you say it, Sal? Ma- maf- mafiosa. Mafiosa, okay. Yeah. All the levels. So The just some guy that does a job reports to Joel Edgerton who reports to someone else. Yeah. You feel the Sean Harris character is feeling a sense of belonging straight away but also... We as an audience are wondering what is this guy getting himself in mm. in for, and I'm feeling dread. Like, is he is he getting in too deep into this other world? Mm. Did you
1: did you experience it like that? Absolutely. And the way the film is, the film's really it's a very quiet film. Mm. It's a slow and quiet film, and even the way that he's introduced into the into this crime ring is slow and quiet in a yeah. in a way. And like you say, it, you've got this building feeling of dread, like this is going to go horribly wrong. You know it is, mm. just because of the way the whole film is approached. It's dark, it's gritty, it's slow. Everybody has an inner story going on that you're not privy to, but you can see is there.
0: But then, then there's the shift, right? I really, really enjoyed this when it's revealed that Joel Edgerton is an undercover cop. Mm-hmm because you don't know that's that. what i was jumping to earlier when you said That's where, that. yeah that's yep. when you were jumping you, you were covering that in one sentence but Great. the just the power of when we realize that and i was i was just trying to compute i didn't quite understand what was going on like it, yeah. it got me that well yep um but then that changes the complete frame and suddenly you're yeah you're scared for him for Joel Yeah, like what if he, this guy, the other guy's dangerous Mm. and what if he stuffs
1: up in his job of staying undercover? And that becomes apparent in pieces as well. Mm. It's done in a really interesting way where essentially what we're getting at is that this Henry fella Mm. is suspected for killing a child. Yeah. And we think he's on the run, but he's been lured into this situation where they're hoping they'll be able to get out enough information to build a case against him Mm. and that's Joel's kind of... That's his job. And it all just seems so risky. Yeah. And, and the way that it's these two men and there seems to be no breathing room, like they're just always with each other. Everything seems so high stake, but done in such a subtle, quiet way. It's intense. It's actually more intense than, than half the films that I've seen with mm. similar kinds of stakes done in a more brash, you know, action-filled way.
0: I'm guessing that you liked it.
1: I did Re- like with, it with reservation. And I did like it, but I did find it really hard to watch. Yeah, okay. I found it slow and difficult to watch, but I liked it. So, not a film that I'm itching to watch again. You know, like I'm. You know, maybe Sicario. Hmm. I will. I will watch that film every every other year, right? And I probably keep doing that because it's a great film, has a similar vibe to it, but more entertaining this yep. one i just found difficult but great at the same time what about you i
0: uh i absolutely loved it up to a point mm. in the timeline uh Ooh, so so that interesting that first bit that i had described and spent probably spent too long on before yep loved it when joel edgerton we start to see what his life is loved that completely and then there was this just for mo- most of the film this awesomeness where you're kind of kind of rooting for both of them because you're hoping yeah. that Sean Harris hasn't done it. Yep. You, you, because you like him. Yep. You're seeing his struggles. Yep. And you just hope that he's falsely accused, and you gradually start to feel that no, he's not. <laughs> he's yep. he's done this. Yep.
1: Um, it's as this sort of psychotic tendencies start to creep out, out. Yeah, yeah. Along the way, he starts doing weird stuff that you you find hard to pardon.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm. And and you start to feel there's no way that this is going to end well for everybody. Yeah. Three quarters of the way through, I absolutely loved it, 10 out of 10. It started to dwindle towards the end for me when I started to realise that it's a true bloody story. And I hate true stories. (laughs) (laughs) I hate true stories because you can't, like, (laughs) making stuff up is always
1: better. Making stuff up is always, well, because. Yeah, well. Actually, that's a really big statement, isn't it? Let me think about that. Yeah, it probably is mostly it's, it's better. It's always better. <laughs> okay.
0: It, uh, and because, you know, once they're stuck with having to tie it all up in the way right. that it happened. Yes. It loses its poetry for me.
1: That's tough, and yeah. I know I what just, you mean.
0: It just, it wasn't a, you know, resolution that I cared about much. But So it only lost, you know, if we're talking 10 yep.
1: out of 10, it was probably at 10 that dropped to 8. That's interesting. I felt like they tried to pick up the pace and the stakes as the film went along. Mm. But you're right. It doesn't have the dramatic conclusion that you would have if you wrote this thing, right? Yes. it does. And, and, and I think one of the reasons I found this film hard to watch is that it all felt too real, all of it. It just felt like, you know, we have a director here in uh, Thomas M. Wright mm. who is going, how do I make this thing gritty and real and Australian and like just, you know, raw, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And that's great, except that at a certain point you go, for me anyway, mm. I was like, oh, it's just all too real. I'm just struggling with it, you know. I'm struggling with the, the depressing nature of it and the fact that it is all real. This is so odd because I
0: loved the fact that, <laughs> That how real it was, yeah. Like how real and gritty it was. <laughs> but I hated the fact that it was actually freaking real until you realize that it was. It real. was real, right? And then the the grittiness loses its grittiness because I want I want make right. believe grittiness,
1: make believe real grittiness. Yeah. So you know these characters, I thought you know if you weren't tied to this being a feature film of whatever it was, mm. maybe ninety to one hundred minutes, something like that. It wasn't super long, although it felt quite long, yeah, just because of the pacing, but. If you were to take these characters, I think the overarching feeling that I got was that this was would work more as a TV show in some way. Even though there's not enough clearly there's not enough story for a for a TV show, mm. but it was setting itself up in a certain way that felt like, you know, some some of these great gritty Crime mm. dramas that we've had Particularly of late um, yeah. And even a recent Australian one In um, Mystery In Between mm. It made me think of that a little bit um, But then things like Top of the Lake True Detective The Wire Which is going back a little bit But yep. you know Just felt like You know these people You could put them in that in, Into a TV show And it would it would have legs That's a, that's a
0: great call I'm seeing True Detective for sure mm. That yeah Slow Lokes
1: relationships Right <laughs> Exactly And it's funny that The second half of the film is where I felt it suddenly started to pick up pace and tension. In a good way. Well, it should have been in a good way, Mm. but then there wasn't enough story to... That's because it's a true bloody story. Right. It ran out of story. It was building tension but heading
0: nowhere. That's exactly it. right? And there is no no negative comment on Thomas Wright at all because I think he did an astounding job and it's a success.
1: I agree. Um, but that's, yep. uh, you know, write it next time. Can, right I tell something you, similar. can I tell you what I think the biggest success of this film is? Other than Joel's and Sean's faces. Yes, other than that, mm-hmm. which is a great success. Other than that, I think it was, it's this film's ability to humanise the guilty. Mm. Because you're not sure at first who the guilty party really is. Yeah and you're falling in kind of in love with both of these dudes. Yeah. And then when you do realize who is the guilty party, yeah, you find it really hard to accept, to accept and to hate them for it and you find yourself on their side in some way. That's a deft move to pull off and it's handled really well. It's one of the best moves you can do, I reckon. Like there's
0: yeah. so many such some of the best art does that. Yeah. Like um Lolita, one of my favorite novels of all time. Yep. Uh makes you you have to go on the journey with Humbert Humbert, the 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 lead guy who's a bloody child molester. Right. And yet you're you're forced to see his perspective. And I'm gonna give a reminds me of. Mm. Let's go straight into it. Let's do it. This is a short episode. Let's do it. Along the same awful lines, The Woodsman, which I might have mentioned to you before, I'm not sure if, on the is podcast the, or
1: not? Is this the the Kevin Bacon yes uh, child molester one? Yes,
0: right. Another one. Haven't seen it. We come into the action from memory with him coming out of prison and being given a house, and I think it's near a school or
1: something. Ludicrous! Great, Great job there, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> However, you see him struggling with what is an obviously an affliction, mm. but really trying to be a good person. Yeah. You can never be on their side,
1: but to to get into their heads is an interesting experience. So Thomas M. Wright did it. So just thinking about taking on subject matter like that, as a filmmaker, pff, what a dark journey to be, to undertake. Mm. And Thomas M. Wright was there at the Q&A after, and he did a little intro before the screening that I saw. Yeah, he was not mine too. He was at yours as well? Yeah, yeah. And he mentioned that this material had sort of been put in his lap, as in this story yeah, been put in his lap, this true crime story, and that at first he was daunted by it and didn't think he could do it justice, but then sort of worked away at it. The courage to take on a project like that, Mm. knowing how dark and twisted it is and how confronting it's going to be and how carefully you have to handle it to do it justice is full on.
0: Yeah, but if you look at, If you look at his look... Yeah, true. Like he looks a bit like um, the other two guys staring into the fields. (laughs) Yeah. And with all the deep thoughts going on in his head. He does. Like he's a very brooding um, sort of character.
1: He's got a good look. I like it. He does. Should I throw you one? Throw me one. I kind of gave it away earlier. Sicario. Ah, yes. For a few reasons. Who
0: who, who directed that again? It's someone we've... we've,
1: um... That was Denis. It was Denis. Of course. Yes. But in particular... I think that Thomas M. Wright loved the score from Sicario mm. and lifted pretty much the score with his own little, it has its own little twist, plonked mm. it in his film. In fact, I'd almost guarantee that his temp score was all wow. Johan Johansson's score from Sicario the whole way through it and then he ended up getting something made pretty similar.
0: You're a bit of a Johan Johansson kind of nut, aren't you? yeah. Yeah, and that score in particular. Whew, mm. It's a ripper. Good what one. else you got? Well, I'm gonna go for Thomas Wright's
1: previous film okay. called Acute seen it.
0: Misfortune. Have you seen it?
1: Yes. Of course, or else you wouldn't be saying it as a okay. So it was
0: um to much acclaim and it's quite good. I would say not as good. I think I think this new one trumps it, mm. but it was, you know, very well received. But it's almost the same film. Two men having a Sort of pseudo sexual kind of bromance, mm. dangerous. You know, um, one's a bit crazy.
1: Pseudo sexual bromance. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to use that. I'm going to find a, w- a reason to use that. Well, maybe first, perhaps it. look up what it means because I'm not sure.
0: I made it up on the spot, but there's a <laughs> I knife, like it. um I Adjectives like it. in there for one to stick. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it, it was exploring the same territory, mainly just to cut to the the guts of it. Is two blokes and really. Honing right in on on their relationship and it, it's about a painter this guy that won the Archibald is that the, the main main prize mm-hmm. I've forgotten his name but i I kind of liked it I didn't like it as much as um the stranger yeah um and probably because again it's a true bloody story yeah okay so I just Thomas camera camera a B you choose. Dealer's choice. Thomas, I love your work. I want you to write something and 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 do it because I think you're going to go from 10 to 20 out of 10.
1: Oh, nice. Mm. Okay, good. And was there a moment in that film, what was it called again? Uh, Acute Misfortune. Acute Misfortune where one of the dudes in the pseudo-sexual bromance mm. puts his hand on the crotch of the other one and then just goes, nah, mate, just joking. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yes. There is? Well, no, there's the um <laughs> yeah. the equivalent scene yeah.
0: when one of the dudes um walks to the doorway of the other dude wearing nothing at all. Oh, great. Yeah. Says, you know, in silence, no nah, mate, just joking, and then walks <laughs> off. Like that's what it, essentially it was saying. Same yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, you up for it? No? Yep. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. just joking, hey. Just joking, hey. Oh, almost gotcha. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's the same film but both both well done i love it i love it um any more from you you can't talk blue tongue which is the which is joel edgerton's production company and some of the other you know great aussie filmmakers and not mention animal kingdom oh you
0: you always just show me up here because i haven't seen animal kingdom oh okay well look it's a series as well now isn't it yeah yeah Yeah, i haven't seen that either
1: maybe forget the series in terms of mm. like it reminds me of for this film because that's its own, it becomes its own thing once you, yep. it's an American cast and all of that. Um, but just the, just the sheer gritty mm. Aussie crime drama-ishness of it all, yeah. which is just so blue tongue. It's, it's, it's a style that's become so recognizable. It's almost like a branding thing.
0: Yeah. sound like, would Chopper be in there? Yeah. yeah, Early days? So Chopper- Oh, you're talking branding of Blue Tongue. Yeah, of of Blue
1: Tongue. However, yeah. So Chopper would be a predecessor, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Was that a Jackie Weaver's vehicle, wasn't it? Yes. Shot her to start That shot her
1: to start him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Have you got any more on your list? Have I got any more? Well, look, is this a joke one? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I reckon we've maybe both done this one before. Point Break-
1: yeah. What, did you have it too? I do have it on my list. You do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, but I have it as a, under an umbrella, but I want to hear your take on Point Break. Well,
0: the umbrella is, ooh, what's the umbrella? Mm. I guess the umbrella for you would be of films where there's an undercover guy. Undercover getting cop into the films. Undercover cop films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, I was racking my brain for... Undercover cop films and the just the one that stood out was was Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think it's because central to that film from memory, yep, was this bromance between Patrick and Keanu,
1: and they really got tight. Did they not? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There was a moment where the hand reaches over. And he's like, <laughs> no. no, mate, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> I missed that. Was that cut from the... um... (laughs) It was cut. Yeah. Went on the cutting room floor. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow was like, nah, we're not doing that in my film. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, I was going to say
0: point break meets something else, but I... I want to hear your takes on well, Point actually, Break and maybe the umbrella before I get to the something else.
1: So it's funny you mentioned Point Break because if you were to take, and you we also talked about Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the American series of Animal Kingdom. Hmm. But if you take the Australian film Animal Kingdom and turn it into an American thing, hmm. it becomes like Point Break. Oh, wow. Because I, I really think the American, what I've seen, the little I've seen of it, reminded yeah. me of Point Break quite a bit. Point Break was really... Good. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. It was great. It's cool. Uh, so, okay, great undercover cop films. Yeah, I yeah. like. Okay,
0: so I, I tried hard to think of them. Yeah, and I, I couldn't. Point break. Point. Training day. Yeah. Okay. Narc. There's so many more, but I just. Do you know what I struggle with? What the fact that there seemed to be a lot that milked it for humor, right?
1: Rather than milk it for the relationship. Yeah. So 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 these three that I've chosen. Uh straighter takes, I guess. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And then it goes on it goes off off the rails from there. Mm. There's probably some more really good straight takes of undercover cop films that I'm just not thinking about at the moment. But I feel like there must be some of the there has to of, be. Not probably. There are. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah.
0: the mafia's type ones, the mm. the good and the um godfathers yes. and stuff where you know people are in too deep and they're going to get caught yeah. i just can't think of them
1: lee that, that that's one for the for the comments and you know i'm sure our mate sean mckay would probably have like 20 off the top of his head
0: sean please yeah. please comment <laughs> he, he so would, <laughs> he would he would oh yeah. my goodness he'd be like
1: oh you're just scratching the surface <laughs> let me he'd tell you so
0: ashamed <laughs> of, of this pathetic um <laughs> absolutely okay <laughs> well, well that's that's all i've got have you got any more um, no more real ones, but I, I said it was Point Break meets something else, and and that was Point Break meets the Truman Show. Oh, okay. Um, I'm intrigued. Well, just because there was a once we what's his name, the good guy, uh, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. <laughs> yeah. <cool. laughs> once he opens the kimono, yeah. and and we see that <laughs> you know he's a good guy. He's an undercover cop, right? And we see the infrastructure.
1: That surrounds right. um Sean Harris. Like how big a, yes. a bloody operation this whole it's thing this is. It's this enormous operation yeah. to gaslight
0: yeah. uh, one guy. Yeah. So and it's it's it reminded me very much of the Truman show where yeah, everything everything is arranged to deceive
1: one person. Oh, and he's he's Truman. He's and Truman. And that makes me feel sad for him again.
0: Well, and that's and that's right.
1: That's why it's so well done. Yeah, because
0: it's taken Truman. And do you ever feel more sad for anyone than Truman? No, like that's,
1: that's sad. It's, yeah, it's, that's
0: right. It's awful, like uh, yeah, because he's not. Everyone knows except the guy that's being cheated on. Yes, sort of. Um, yeah, everyone's in on the joke except for him, and
1: that and that's why you feel <laughs> so much for bloody Sean when it all comes unraveling, and you can see that he's finally realizing mm. what's happened. And how elaborate it all was. Yeah, that's that's the saddest moment.
0: Do you know why it's sad too? Because he's, we're seeing him becoming a better person, right? In front of our eyes, we're seeing him get the mateship that he's always wanted. Right. We're seeing him get yeah friends. We're getting seeing he's seeing structure in his life for the first time. Mm. All these things that he's been lacking, he's getting. And and by the time he's got them all. It's then that they pull the bloody rug out from under him, and there's the betrayal, and there's the betrayal. So yeah. like that's that's just beautiful storytelling. It is, isn't it? Even even though life is the storyteller here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Written written by Thomas M. Wright and Life and Life. <laughs> Brilliant, Maestro. Any? Um, I know you didn't see this one. So any final thoughts? Did you, did to you
0: want it? to see it? Have did we? You, Where yeah. your you Have we sold you? No. <clears throat> no, I want to see it. Yeah, no. um, but if you talk about. Uh, probably, if you talk about the Godfather, mm. uh, you mentioned before, then you
1: you actually bear for the Godfather now. So that, that kind of game. Yeah, uh, you bear for him? Yeah, it's it's there. So. Mm. that's true.
0: What power the maestro has to be able to get a perfect reminds me of yeah for a film that he has not yet seen. Yeah, yep, because that great. that's 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 right. You um. It's all of these films where you're rooting for the bad guy. Yeah. It's
1: beautiful. Well, I don't think there's anything else to say. No. Other than if you haven't seen this film already, it's an it's an Aussie film, you should go support it. We have of course completely spoiled the whole ending <laughs> for you, but if that's fine by you, still see it. That's
0: unfortunate because it's the <laughs> it's the reveal that yes. was really my favorite moment. Of yeah. Of this film, so we have stuffed it.
1: Yes. Uh, yes, however, we do hope that given the time between releases of films and when we do an episode that people have seen them first. Yeah, but you never know.
0: Okay, well I think that's a wrap. Yes, I'm back. We've done a couple of episodes quickly now. Yep, I'm back in the mood. Back in I'll the mood
1: wait to the next one. We're not letting too much time go. We're we're th- moving forward with the next one. Lovely, awesome. See Maestro. see you doc. Sure. See you next time. Catch Tell us. You. Bye.